Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. about to get really, really good for Kansas basketball, or really bad. It's a season-defining time of the year. It's a wonderful time of the year. It's mid to late January. What could go wrong in this, the year of our Lord, 2022? Come on in, everybody. So glad to have you back. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe podcast network. Your number one podcast home for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I believe we got a pretty good show on the docket for today. We have reached it. We have made it. It is the portion of the schedule that I am calling the gauntlet. Yes, really original. I know. And on top of that, there's a little buzz here or there about Kansas basketball, mostly from our friend Mike Vernon. I'll touch on that really briefly. I want to talk about the games that were, and of course, it is K-State hate week. Kansas heading right into the teeth of that monster, although down there in Manhattan, Kansas, that monster might be toothless, right? <laughs> anyway, going to the Bram, Bramlage Coliseum, the octagon of doom, the octagon of dumb. There'll be lots of signs saying Ema the most sexist slogan in college athletics. Every man a wildcat? Why shouldn't it be Epaw? It's a wildcat, right? Epaw. Every person a wildcat, you idiots. Also keep in mind that Cage State is full of racists. Their mascot, which is very creepy, is the mascot head and then a human body. Why is that human body always a white guy? Every single year, the K-State Willie the Wildcat is a mascot head on top of a white body. K-State Athletics and K-State Willie the Wildcat. Racist. I'm just putting these things out there. It's a good way to start K-State Hate Week. We'll get to the rest of the minutiae towards the end of the show. I want to start with the games that were. Kansas has played twice since we last spoke. A pretty dominant affair against West Virginia, at least in the second half. Big Dave McCormack came to play as the Jalen Wilson. Really encouraging stuff. I think what I was really excited about, mostly from Big Dave, was the energy level. Yes, we know he plays like he's got ants in his pants all the time. But I don't want to call it controlled aggression, but he was flying around. And that's sort of what... Personally, I want to see from him. 
and I've said this before, and I probably haven't said this very eloquently. I don't want to see dump downs. I don't want to see David McCormack taking three dribbles in the post with a turnaround baby hook. I want to see dribble drives and I want to see dump offs to him waiting and then able to dunk off of an open opportunity created by someone else. I want to see him going for offensive rebounds and putting in putbacks. And that goes for Mitch Lightfoot as well. And KJ Adams, who is starting to get ugh, time, we'll call it. Not extended minutes, but he's getting time. And so in some uh, two big man sets, which is really fascinating. So the second half of the West Virginia game, encouraging, energetic, happy to see. Then came the Oklahoma game. And yes, Kansas won. And yes, it was a road game. And yes, the Lloyd Noble Center looked to be pretty well full for a school that is not a commuter school. But during wintertime, sure feels like it. How do I know that? I've been to a game. My friend Adam and I went to a game in Norman in the dead of winter during basketball season. Kansas coming to town, similar situation. And in fact, the, I think the game we went to was a weekend game as opposed to this uh, most recent one, which was during the week. And Norman's dead. If it's not football season, it does not seem like people care about the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> I hear it's great for football season, a football game day in that downtown area. But I'll tell you what, it felt very commuter-ish to me. But that being said, Lloyd Noble Center was, was popping somewhat. And the Sooners almost really torpedoed Kansas's Big 12 hopes. Kansas pulls out the victory, 67-64. to 64. Christian Brown with the clutch three-point shot with the hand in his face. Before he turned to somebody in the crowd and said, why don't you shut your gosh darn mouth, young man? I believe that's exactly what he said. He was drawing with someone over there in the left corner. And you can see it on the replay. Clutch three. Almost an ill-advised shot. The, time, the kind that you say, no, no, no. Oh, heck yeah. Great shot, Christian. <laughs> uh, he made it. Kansas holds on. They fouled up three a couple times. Uh, Christian Brown in the postgame said the foul he gave was not the one that they wanted at the moment. But when a coach behind you is shouting, foul, 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 and your hands are sort of out and extended, can't really blame the refs. The thing about the Oklahoma game that's going to stick with me before Kansas plays another game is that I was really on the precipice. I was like right there about maybe hit send on a tweet, maybe send something to... My my group me my group chat when we watch games. I was I wanted to I was right there. Kansas is up twelve. Kansas has opened up the second half with their hair on fire, coming out of a TV timeout, and I was just about ready to say, I think I've arrived on this team. I think they have made it. I think they figured it out. I think Jalen Wilson is here to stay for this season. I think McCormack is playing his role. And then the wheels fell off once again. That Sooner schooner, instead of the wheels falling off of that old wagon, they got a nitro boost on the back and came up and overtook Kansas. Kind of like Fast and Furious, right? Got some nitrous. Push the button. There goes the Sooners. So just as I was about to crown Kansas as here and ready to stay in, this could be a fun year. I'm ready to believe. Boom. 
pooped right down the side of their legs. Almost gave that one up. And yes, a road win. You'll take them any way you can get them in the Big 12, especially this Big 12. New bracketology came out in ESPN today. Eight of 10 Big 12 teams would make it according to Joe Lunardi. So, yeah, you beat a relatively quality team on the road. We know how KU has that target on their chest for every road game, every game especially, but every road game, every conference road game is the opponent's biggest home game of the year. We know that. So if you want to sit there and say, yeah, they survived a road game against a tough defensive team and opponents in the Groves brothers, the Groves bros, Jacob and Tanner, uh, good to see them again. Glad they're doing well since we last saw them in March playing for Eastern Washington, the Mountain Men. So familiar opponents, really good coach in Porter Moser. I think he's going to have Oklahoma be really difficult to play against for years to come. They play that pack line defense, or he says Loyola Chicago teams did. They play the pack line defense, which is made famous by Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers and their stingy defense. So they could be a real big problem. But on this day, I thought Kansas should have handled themselves a little bit better. Too often, right? This is the issue. Kansas is just going into droughts. Are they an explosive offensive team? Yes, they are. They had a bad offensive game and still scored 67 points. Do they fall into lulls? Which if they even score a minimal amount of points during those lulls, they probably end up blowing out games. That is 100% what happens. So, some real digging into the box score, if you want. Oche Abaji did not score a single point until really crunch time, actually. So, he picked it for when it mattered most. A lot of that probably can be pinpointed to the fact that he severely jammed, hurt, sprained, whatever, his left wrist in the first half. I thought the first the story of the first half was pretty clear. When Ochai was on the floor, Kansas was clearly the better team. When he got hurt and he left the floor, that's when Oklahoma initially made their comeback. Halftime score, Kansas up by two. That's kind of the difference in the game or in the first half. And I think he was pretty clearly affected until later on, and he realized he just needed to make things happen. So Baji, 4 of 11 shooting, just the 10 points, doesn't really look great, especially for a guy leading the league in scoring, but it was a battle for him. And maybe you can attribute some of the team's performance to not really having their focal point. Christian Brown did it when he needed to, 15 points overall. And Jalen Wilson, uh, like I mentioned, I was just about ready to say at that moment, Jalen Wilson is here. He's fabulous. He's real. He's fabulous. And I think he's here to stay. It sure seems like it. He probably heard what I was saying on the show undoubtedly, and he got it done. 16 points, almost a double-double with eight rebounds. Six of 10 shooting, I'll take that, as well as the two of two free throw shooting for Jalen Wilson. How about that? Two clutch ones down the stretch. McCormack put up another bit of a stinker, to be honest, six points, just four rebounds, but he has now become the team's leading rebound on average, probably propped up by his monster games recently. But of course, this is a pretty natural transition to the next story. 
all the eyeballs, all the analysts, all the armchair analysts, but you can throw me in there, had their eyes trained on one Remy Martin. It came out about this time last week, mostly last Saturday. Um, our friend, my friend, Mike Vernon tweeted, he is the KU scoopmeister. His words, not mine, but he does have some pretty good scoops. There was tension between Remy Martin and Bill Self. I think you can boil it down to Remy doesn't feel like he's ready to go. Remember, he's been sitting out a number of games. Bill Self thinks he's fine, thinks he can play. But Remy's not really practicing. Remy hasn't really played. And he's not, he hasn't really fit in yet, as we've talked about a number of times. And whoever provided Mike with that scoop was pre- probably reading some things that had boiled over. Uh, Mike was quick to point out that the teammates love Remy Martin. They want him out there. And Bill Self was also very quick post-game to throw out an F-bomb, which he never does, at least you know in press conferences. Bill Self can be as steamed as you can believe during a game, and he will rip his team to shreds or into parts. But he's good with the media and is composed with the media. And you could see the frustration really boiling over. To which I say, if it was nothing, then Bill Self probably doesn't act like that. He goes, I know of a, a hell of a lot effing more than whoever wrote them. That's Bill Self saying, I've got a grasp of my team. It's my team. I think I know what's going on in here. And I'll say this. A lot of people think a lot of things about what Mike is doing out there. But if you like Kansas basketball, and I'm assuming you do if you're listening to the show, have you ever tweeted anything and then got Bill Self to drop an F-bomb based off of what you were reporting in a press conference? I don't think you have. On top of that, he also got Remy Martin to go out and do a dog and pony show out on the James Naismith court right there in Allen Fieldhouse postgame. He put on, not Kansas gear, but like a graphic t-shirt or something, went out there and did like a walkthrough, a shoot around with Jeremy Case, assistant coach. Full-on show for the media, full-on dog and pony show. If you really wanted to get that sweat in, as Mike pointed out, there is a full-scale, fully advanced facility right next door that Remy Martin could have walked over to next to Allen Fieldhouse and done his shoot around. But the beat reporters were filing their reports. And whether it was the coaches, whether it was the player, they said, maybe we should go out there and get some shots up, right? You don't want to go anywhere. You're feeling okay. Total dog and pony show, completely. So here's what I think. Here's what I think about the whole situation. And I talk about this all the time. You always need to consider sources, and I think you need to do that in this situation as well. Mike Vernon is my friend. I've had him on this show a couple times. I hung out with him a lot when we were in school. I've known him since we were at Kansas, right? I did the birthright trip with Mike and a lot of the guys he hung out with at the time. Good friends from my time in Lawrence. Great connection to have, right? (laughs) Who knew? So consider the source. I like him. He's my friend. I trust him. 
you are your own person and you can develop your own thoughts and feelings about how Mike goes about things on Twitter. He's jokey. He's hokey. You don't like the way he types. That's fine. You don't like the, you don't necessarily like what he's doing. That's okay. But I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but I do think it's good that someone is holding Kansas basketball's feet to the flames just a little bit, right? Mike is not a credentialed reporter. In fact, he lives in San Francisco. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you knew that or not. But he's got some source. He's got info. He's generally right. But I've seen it in Los Angeles. I feel like I do bring up USC a lot, but, you know, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles, as you probably figured out. You, and I've seen it with USC in that, like, USC football is on par with Kansas basketball in terms of pedigree and prestige and historic value to the sport. They are. And for the longest time, USC football has been dragged down because they had uh, inept football program, football coaching, and a board around the football program that wanted control of really a coach that was way in over his head. And the media in Los Angeles wouldn't really sharpen their knives for the most part against USC because they wanted the access. They wanted the stories that were coming out. They wanted the pieces that they could write because they had the access because they were sort of playing along with what USC athletics needed. USC knew what was going on with their program. I mean, anyone with eyes could see that USC football had dropped off. They were no longer being ranked. They were not competing for Pac-12 championships. They were not recruited or they were not competing nationally at all. And so if that's happening in Los Angeles, I can only imagine what that's what's happening. And, and this is not like a coastal elitist kind of thing. Like if it's happening in LA, oh, in a town like Lawrence, but think about it, right? For the KC, for the KC star, for goodness sakes, like the Lawrence journal, journal world, like what drives a lot of clicks? Like what do those reporters need? They need to be able to speak with Bill Self. They need access to the program and they really can't get after and I'm this isn't a shot at like you know Matt Tate Jesse Newell not even Nick Schwartz who is now a media member there in that area who is also a friend of ours like I get it and even more so there in Lawrence like that is a meal ticket that is a huge tower a huge presence that you just really can't f with you know what I mean and because of that, I enjoy what Mike does because he doesn't really care. He doesn't need that access. He doesn't need a credential. He'll call it as it is, which is what I appreciate most about what he does. If you don't really like what Mike's doing, I think, and if you don't like what he's saying, I think you mostly just don't want to hear negative things, for lack of a better word. It's bad in this business to use soft words like things and stuff, but I don't think you want to hear negative feedback is probably a better way to put it about KU and about Kansas basketball, which is fine. It's probably not healthy, but it's fine. Everyone uses sports and everyone uses athletics for a different reason in their life. And if it's that opportunity to unplug for a moment, you don't want any negativity about it. 
that's fine. But I am personally glad that Mike does a little something extra to make sure that they stay true and honest. And I, I try to do that a little bit. I, I do try to, but I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. I, if Bill Self wanted to come on the show, I'd be like, hey, Bill, you're, you're, you're doing great. I, I want that access. So who am I to say that, right? But I think that's sort of what's happening here. And I think it's, I think it's great. One last word on Remy Martin. I think we're sort of learning the dangers of this of the transfers, this wild west of transferring. I think we're learning the dangers in real time. Right? When you bring in transfers, and especially a guy who's been with another program for three or four years, like he's already pretty ready-baked. You as a coach are not bringing in a young freshman and molding them into what you want. You're getting essentially a young man who's got some ideals already. He's been told to do something a certain way for a certain period of time. And there's a, there's an adjustment period. I think we're seeing that with Remy Martin. I think we're seeing that with Joseph Yesifu. Grant, I think Yesifu also had an injury we didn't know about, but he's not getting the minutes I thought he would. He's Yesifu's borderline the forgotten man right now. Two minutes against Oklahoma? Hmm. All right. That's a little bit of my diatribe. Let me know your thoughts on basically everything I just said. Uh, you know where to reach me online. JoeNasty90 on Twitter. On Instagram, at JonasN310. The messages are open. I would love to know your thoughts on the program. I don't want. I haven't been blasting Bill Self at all. Uh, news out of Lawrence today is that his father passed away just today down in Oklahoma. So... Again, whatever you think, even though he's dropping F-bombs at press conferences, our thoughts and hoping the best with Bill Self. He's obviously meant a lot to this program, and he's provided me with a lot of fodder and ways to use my time. Uh, so best wishes, and that's something really tough to deal with before heading into a really tough rivalry game. Uh, hope to see Bill Self on the sidelines in Manhattan tomorrow. If not, Totally understand it. There are things that are much bigger than college basketball. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And if he needs that time to be down in Oklahoma, he's more than earned that. It's fine. That being said, I'll keep it short. I know I've sort of, I thought, I, I came in today's episode, like, how am I going to fill the 25 to 30 minutes? And Lord knows my big mouth can take care of that. But this is the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet. Here's what Kansas has coming up starting tomorrow, Saturday at 3 p.m. Central at Kansas State. Bad team. Lord knows it's a tough environment. Though. Hosting Texas Tech. Yes. The Red Raiders come right back around. Then in two Saturdays time, January 29th, number 12, Kentucky is coming in. It's been announced. ESPN's game day for better or worse, however you feel. We'll be there on site in Allen Fieldhouse, game day special, Kentucky, Kansas. I, ha I actually should have checked the numbers. That very well could be the day Kansas either ties or overtakes Kentucky for the all-time wins lead, or at least cuts into it. This is a run of ranked teams now, by the way. K-State not ranked, but tough. 
number 18, Texas Tech, number 12, Kentucky. Then going to Hilton Coliseum, number 15, Iowa State. We just saw tough team to deal with. And then it's that time. They've been dodging each other for long enough this year. February 5th versus number five, Baylor, Allen Fieldhouse. Right after that, right after you host Baylor, and what should be a knockdown drag out, big Monday, one day rest in between, on the road at a struggling, mind you, number 23, Texas Longhorns. That's the gauntlet. That's a six-game gauntlet. And for good measure, then come in the two teams that Kansas had trouble with recently, really tight games. They play the, the Bedlam teams, Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma State will be coming into town. Woo! So I want to know your thoughts by the end of this six-game run. What record would you be fine with? The way I see this is Kansas is not allowed to lose home games. I don't care if it's Baylor. I don't care if it's Kentucky. That is not, that's non-negotiable for me. That being said, you darn well can't lose to K-State. So I would say maybe unrealistically five and one, four and two. You know, maybe you lose at Iowa State and at Texas. That's what's okay with me. Style points be damned, I guess. Maybe Kansas just plays an unbelievable game, like a 78 to 76 final score, but they lose to Baylor. I guess I could live with that because at the end of the day, that maybe the good from playing well in that game would outweigh the loss at home because a loss to Baylor is not going to hammer Kansas in the standings and it's not going to hammer Kansas when it comes time for seeding. So that's where I come out on that. But man, it's the gauntlet. In terms of K-State, in terms of K-State, it's not about really who to worry about. Mostly Nigel Pack, leading scorer on the team, 15 and a half points per game. It's of course the what. And the what being going to the Bram, going to Manhattan, and dealing with the one raucous crowd a year for Kansas State. They put out their hype video they said. I think they got guys like Wesley Owundu and other guys who had graduated the program saying, man, this atmosphere is crazy for the KU game. You're going to want to be there. Bring the noise. And they will. It's just crazy at the Octagon of Dumb for just the one game a year. <laughs> it's not a good fan base. It's not a good home court environment. If you only do it for once on the calendar. This time last week, I probably would have said this is a poor, poor Kansas State outfit. They were getting ready to fire Bruce Weber. This is an atrocious team. But are they rounding into form by chance? K-State. As or is coming off of two straight victories over Texas Tech and at Texas. The raw numbers, Kansas State only scores 68 points per game. 
but they only allow 61. This could be a bloodbath. This could be a rock fight. So, I expect Kansas to win. This is the game where I will take off my stylistic glasses, if you will. And this is a game where I really will concede if a win's a win. K-State's going to muddy this one up. They're going to make it difficult on KU. We know Bruce Weber puts everything his squeaky little voice has into these games. And I expect Kansas to win. They're just a better team. And this is, believe it or not, a veteran Kansas team with guys who have been there and done that. It feels like this is a young team, and I think it's just because it's just constantly guys having to graduate into roles they aren't necessarily accustomed to, which is why it feels like a young team to me, but they're experienced, and they should handle it fine. 3 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Pacific, which makes it 10 a.m. in Hawaii for those of you alohas. <laughs> four, 4 Eastern is the idea. Anyways, enjoy the game. Always got to embrace the opportunities against K-State, right? Ever since Mizzou left, these are essentially the rivalry games on the schedule. And then, you know, whoever's in a good cycle in Big 12 play, like right now, Baylor's like a quote-unquote rival. So KU, K-State, Sunflower Showdown, as always. Thank you, Dylan's, for presenting it. You're so sweet. We appreciate it. Dylan's Supermarkets. Without them, this series probably wouldn't even happen, right? Such sweethearts. Anyways, KUK State. Tomorrow, ESPN Plus. Not on television. Stream only. How about that for a rivalry game? Way to go, Big 12. You're doing so great. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Enjoy the game. Hopefully enjoy the game, right? I will speak with you next week. In the midst of the gauntlet. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Wash your hands, right? But as always, rock chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.